rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, oh no, what's up? Hello, can you hear me? I know it looks very dark in here. Let me see. And whatever, it's better off that way. Hi, my name is Tara Devlin, and this is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity democracy and humanity and that's not too much to ask is it republicans (laughs) i see the chat room at youtube.com slash c for channel slash tarabuster is filling up with normal people and a couple of bots from russia oh yeah you don't think you think i'm being hyperbolic come on over you'll see them and thankfully, Haiku is in the chat room, our chat room monitor, Haiku. He's fair. He's fair but stern. Not like me. I'm unfair and stern. <laughs> I'll just kick him on out. All right. No, I'm just kidding. If they can behave themselves, if the fascists come in and they can behave themselves and they don't start picking their nose or something or flinging poop, which is what they do, it doesn't take long for that to happen because that's all. What do you got? We're on the right side of history. What do they have? A case in point, I just had a little, uh, I was on Twitter earlier, as I was telling you my experiences on there. And of course, a right winger, whatever. I was talking about West Virginia. Uh, There are a lot of um, right wingers going on Twitter defending Joe Manchin right now, saying that he's doing what his constituents want by blocking Build Back Better. He's, they're just talking about Build Back Better. Not, <laughs> never mind democracy itself. You know, they don't, get, they don't care about that. But so I made a comment. So uh, the people of West Virginia don't want to go to a dentist. They don't want to pay $35 for insulin, right? And, that, you know, whatever. He just can't hold the, they just can't hold their own and then it just goes right into go smoke stop smoking meth you know it just goes right into pejoratives and what does that say it means they don't they have nothing and they know it and as far as the the name calling is concerned honestly haven't we had enough of that i i know i'm sick of it i'm sick of the cruelty and we are i frankly we're the whole goddamn country's sick i think we have collective ptsd all right let me just oh god what i see the super chats thank you jim for your super chat right out of the gate jim sets the standard thank you so much and richard w thank you for your super chat another great show tower we haven't even gotten off the ground wait till you wait till you see the show it's going to be great and thank you, Pookie's Mama Irene. Be- buenas noche, mi gente. I don't even... Wait, you making me speak Spanish now? I can't even say Spanish. I'm saying Spanish, not Spanish. But buenas noches. I took... What did I take in school? I think I took Italian. I had a choice. I should have taken Spanish. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Obviously, if I have to think about it, it's it didn't stick. I'm an American. I can barely I can barely speak English, right? So we're going to have a very special guest coming up at eight, around eight thirty. Jeffrey Vogel from the New York City 
labor chorus. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. He gave me a shirt. You see? That's why I do this show. Because I get shirts and crap like that. <laughs> it's not crap. Excuse me. I get shirts, beautiful shirts. And it does fit me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we're going to talk about labor and really it's, and labor history and the New York City Labor Chorus and and that, a different kind of activism that they do. Uh, keeping the memory of uh, any, uh, just the labor movement as it, it, itself. The American people are dumb. I hate to say it. And they're getting dumber by the second, thanks to the Republicans who are banning books now. We got to that stage. We went to the book banning stage. I'm wondering when the book burning begins because that's happening. It's going to happen. Everything that we fear it will come to fruition. And I really, uh, I don't want to talk about, you know, camps or anything. We'll more, whew, let's uh, keep the normal people in charge. That's what's so depressing, I have to say. Isn't it depressing to live in a country where the Abbey normal, people who, who, who would rather eat horse pills and drink urine... I mean, these are the cures and take cure, so-called cures for COVID rather than just take a vaccine that over 4 billion human beings have taken without incident. It's, it's fascinating. I wish I was, I wish it was merely fascinating. You know, you can look at it at, from afar, sort of like Jane Goodall studying the apes, but no. Well, Jane Goodall got involved. I don't. I, I mean, if Jane Goodall studied the Trumpanzees, uh, it would. She would probably uh, put out her hand. She'd probably pull back a bone because they'd bite it off. And that's how they are. They don't see. It's really okay. Another thing happened on. I'm telling you my di my my day arguing with conservatives online, but it was just interesting. I belonged or I was kind of monitoring this conservative Reddit group just to see what the traders are up to. And of course they went on about vaccines and how uh, it was tyranny and how somebody one some other actress now doesn't want to take a vaccine and she's she's a freed freedom, right? So they, I just said, I, I went, uh, you know, George Washington mandated the vaccine when that, in, that required getting cut with an infected knife under, you know, getting cut with an infected knife under your skin. And so you, you little ouchy wouchies can't whip boo boo, right? They don't want to boo boo. And uh, I also said, it's a shame that you didn't become enlightened to your vaccine tyranny, to this vaccine tyranny before you took the vaccine for mumps, rubella, polio, you know, on and on. Pneumonia. I mean, there was a million, not a million, there are, there's about, I think it was 16 vaccines altogether, whatever. I might be, um, it's, it's double digits vaccine required to go to school here in the United States of Serfs and Lords. And so I said, that's a shame, you know, you guys didn't get uh, enlightened before because it would help, really. Darwin, let's go Darwin, right? And I was banned immediately. I mean, I guess that was a little snotty. But the other thing is they, they have an aversion to truth, right? 
uh, and also the hypocrisy is beyond uh, stomach churning, especially now with Joe Biden nominate, promising to nominate an African American, well, a woman with darker pigment, as we call it, which is the way it sh- should be called, and that's why we're we talk about we're going to talk about um, this the labor movement with uh, with Jeff when he comes on, but. Race is a construct, and the Republicans are not letting go. They need it to keep people divided. There is no, there's no race. There's only humans. There's the, the human race. I might have the, the pigment of Casper the ghost. Some do. You might have some other kind of pigment, but that does that doesn't mean anything. It absolutely a distinction without a difference. If I needed an organ transplant or a blood transplant, it wouldn't be, oh, is it somebody with darker pigment? Or, because we're human beings. As long as you get, and blood type, as long as you get the blood type, right? You're fine. And it doesn't matter who it comes from, what pigment the person has. It's just so uh, goddamn ridiculous. Isn't it? And I, I hope we get to the point where people start, you know, want to talk about woke? Yeah, we're, we're woke, buddy. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Being woke is a good thing. You know, go back to sleep and burn your books. Go back to sleep and uh, give both sides of Nazism. This is what's happening in this country, and it's goddamn embarrassing. It's all, and we have visitors well, yeah, not visitors, people who come to uh, our chat room here from other countries, and frankly, I'm embarrassed. The regulars who come in, and I'm not embarrassed. I mean, they must be. It must be like watching a watching a train wreck. And it's God. It's really a shame because we have a lot of potential, and that's what we're trying to do. And that's what the labor movement accomplished or began to at least the it was the middle class was created by the union movement and in fact one of the the conservatives the so-called well geo the fascists really who uh, they're not they're not conservatives anymore if if the, you're a trump and z there's nothing conservative about that you're you're really kind of a traitor we'll be right back But right, but right, nothing, nothing conservative about um, dragging America back to the intergenerational aristocracy that the founders fought a revolution to overthrow, and that's what they're doing. And someone on one, oh yeah, one of the the Joe Manchin defenders, and I'm not quite entirely convinced that these are not what. Republicans are notorious for, which, which is they create, they create uh, bot accounts, they create fake accounts, and they're getting rather sophisticated. So, and they flood, they flood the social media platforms because they know that just well the billionaires fund this, and they know that right and well also Russia right we are, we're being inundated with that. But they want their kiss-up, kick-down, anti-American message to 
pro be uh, ubiquitous no matter any where anyone goes. They just want it to be there. Oh crap! Oh, I thought I I thought my my audio froze, but it's not. You know the time cues. It looks like it's still going. But they created race, and now they're not not the Republicans specifically. Not our generation. It was created back. Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Before Jeff, we get Jeff on the air in 15 minutes. Let me see. Where the heck is it? This is from um, Facing History. In Virginia, in the 1600s, Anthony Johnson secured his freedom from indentured servitude, acquired land, and became a respected member of his community. Elizabeth Key successfully appealed to the colony's legal system to set her free after she'd been wrongfully enslaved. By the 1700s, the laws and customs of Virginia began to began to distinguish black people from white people, making it impossible for most Virginians of African descent to do what Johnson and Key had done. Why did Virginia lawmakers make these changes? Many historians point to an event known as Bacon's Rebellion in 1676 as a turning point. Nathaniel Bacon was a wealthy white property owner and relative of Virginia's governor, William Berkeley. But Bacon and Berkeley did not like each other, and they disagreed over issues pertaining to how the colony should be governed, including the colony's policy towards Native Americans. Bacon wanted the colony to retaliate for raids by Native Americans on, and on frontier settlements and to remove all Native Americans from the colony so landowners like himself could expand their property. So, okay, we'll move forward. A power struggle ensued with Bacon and his militia on one side in Berkeley and the Virginia House of Burgesses and the rest of the colony on the other. Months of conflict followed, including armed skirmishes between militias. In, 17, in 1676, Bacon's militia captured Joan, Jamestown and burned it to the ground. The events in Jamestown were alarming to the planter elite who were deeply feel fearful of a multiracial alliance, indentured servants, and slaves. Word of Bacon's rebellion spread far and wide, and several more uprisings of a similar type followed in an effort to protect their superior status, so-called, and economic positions, the planters shifted their strategy for maintaining dominance. They abandoned their heavy reliance on indentured servants in favor of the importation of more black slaves. After Bacon's rebellion, Virginia lawmakers began to make legal distinctions between white and black. By permitting enslaving Virginians of African, African descent and giving excuse me, by <laughs> permitting, by permanently enslaving Virginians of, Ac Virginians of African, and African descent and giving poor white indentured servants and farmers some new rights, they hoped to separate the two groups and make it less likely that they would unite again in rebellion. Historian Iron Berlin explains, Soon after Bacon's rebellion, they increasingly distinguished between people of African descent and people of European descent. They enact laws which say that people of African descent are hereditary slaves, and they increasingly give their 
some power, just a little bit, to the independent white farmers and landholders. Now, what is interesting about this is that we normally say that slavery and freedom are opposite things, that they are diametrically opposed. But what we see here in Virginia in the late 17th century around Bacon's Rebellion is that freedom and slavery were created at the same moment, legally. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the first appearance in print of the adjective white in reference to a white man, a person of race distinguished by light complexion like this ghostly pallor I have, was in 1671. Colonial charters and other official documents written in the 1600s and early 1700s rarely refer to English, I mean, excuse me, European colonists as white. As the status of African, of people of African descent in the British colonies was challenged and attacked, and as white indentured servants were given new rights and status, the word white continued to be more widely used in public documents and private papers to describe the European colonists. People of European descent were considered white. Those of African descent were labeled black. That's where it began. Many of the European-descended poor whites began to identify themselves, if not directly, with the rich whites. And that was by design. Certainly uh, with just being white. And here you get the emergence of this idea of a white race as a way of distinguishing themselves from those darker-skinned people who were in the state of perpetual slavery. It is, it's such a game and we, are, we don't have to play it. This is the kind of stuff that Republicans don't want in school. And this is what is keeping the American middle class from actually, or just for us to have a functioning democracy that isn't just something, a statement of irony on a piece of paper. And that's what Republicans are turning it into. They want that. They need us to be divided, especially along racial lines. That's what sickens me, guys, and you too. We all, I mean, we're all sick from it. But honestly, I say it all the time on the show, I am sick of, of them falling for it. They fall for it all the time. They're... Their, racist, their racism is so fundamental to their being. And, and I guess when we go Psych 101 on it, we, uh, you know, it's because just like in the 1600s, the white people want to associate with, these, with their rich oligarch masters rather than people just a little lower on the ladder. But the fact is, we have more in common with each other, the whole working class, than we ever will with um, someone like, uh, well, just take one out of the uh, Jeff Bezos for this, I mean, for that matter, or anyone, uh, pick one, Elon Musk, it, all of them. The fact that we, we continue to allow the existence of these billionaires, which are really a cancer in our economy. Hold on. Be right back. Tara Buster. All right. 
the f- like I was saying, the fact that we allow the the status something something called billionaires in our economic system is uh, really goes to show how successful they've been at their at this game, which started in the 1600s. And as far as history is concerned, that's the blink of an eye. It really is, especially well, the United States, less than 250 years old. When you think about that in the context of history, that's nothing. That is, it's so um, concerning, frankly, that we're in such deep crap now uh, and we're not even 300 years old. At least the Roman Republic lasted 500 years before it collapsed completely. So I'm reading from a, um, uh, a website called facinghistory.org. And it doesn't have a name. I wanted to... It doesn't have an author. It must be an editorial. So, let's see. I just want to finish it up. It's very short. Okay, the division in American society between black and white that began in the late 1600s had devastating consequences for African Americans as slavery became an institution that flourished for centuries. Lawyer and civil rights activist Brian Stevenson explains, slavery deprived the enslaved person of any legal rights or autonomy and granted the slave owner complete power over men of men women and children of darker pigment i i changed that legally recognize them as property disgusting but not unexpected it's uh it's money you know it's all about greed always has been they don't give a crap if they divide and conquer the whole damn country could be a heap of ashes as long as they could be king of the ashes like they said on game of thrones okay american slavery was often brutal barbaric and violent in addition to the hardship of forced labor enslaved people were maimed or killed by slave owners as punishment for working too slowly visiting a spouse living on another plantation this is uh, something that could get you killed or even learning to read especially that and because they knew as we we all know now that education is um education uh, doesn't make it makes you less of a dupe that's why republicans are passing their uh white fragility laws it's out of it's really out of control i don't see how the even are there any normal people in the republican party you're voting for this if you want it, you vote for uh, I don't give a crap. You are if you voted for Trump because you think he's good for your t- wallet. Um, you're you're a Nazi. That you're you're for book burning. You're for anti-democracy. You're for gerrymandering beyond all reason. You're for such obstacles to register to vote. <laughs> It's it's a, it's laughable and shocking how they could really look at themselves and look at the, themselves in the mirror. Like the the uh, the Arizona law requiring passports and and fingerprints to register. That's what all eighteen year olds want to do, right? 
when they registered, no, no more um, get out the vote campaigns on campus or whatever. You want you got to go get a passport. That it's like two hundred and fifty dollars for a passport. It's they're so out in the open by it and for it, and it's not. They don't even have to hide it, you know, because they are so. Um, they're confident in the stupidity of their base that their base, they're not watching news. They're not reading news. Like Trump said, I'll tell you what to think and what's real. The guy with the fake university and the fake vitamin scam. He's going to tell them what's real. So th- now they're telling them that uh, burning books or uh, it's just we're just up to the it's the same old, same old, same old. We're up to the banning books stage here in the land of the free, right? <laughs> the land of the fragile and the home of the dupes. And thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. When will Republic clowns ever going to learn how to quit being so delusional? I don't know. They like it. And it's because I'm telling you guys, we, we're going to, we will, we analyze them. I analyze myself. I'm only here because I've had a lot of therapy throughout my life. So, but they, um, the reason they're so easily duped is because they're racist. That's it. They are, they like the guy who screamed immigrant and threw a shake at those teenagers and at the shake stand and said, immigrant, like it's a pejorative, like that guy. He's, and then his lawyer releases a statement saying he's not racist. Get the F out of here. Get the fuck out of here, right? As Winston Smith says on the chat, Hitler burned books, Stalin burned books, Mao burned books, Pol Pot burned books. All of them did so. After having banned those books. Oh, we will see. They even talked about it. I wonder if I have that clip. The one, one of these, these, these freak shows that they call community, hall, community meetings. Somebody was like, we need to ban these books. And they're like, yeah. And then they're like, For, oh, as far as I'm concerned, just throw them on the pile and burn them. And everybody's like, yeah. That's because they have, they lack intellectual curiosity to even read a history book. If it doesn't come from Tuckio Rose's taint, they're not, they're not inhaling it. And that's Tucker Carlson's new name, you know. They're calling him Tuckio Rose. Doesn't quite um, roll off the tongue, but <laughs> because he's a traitor. He's, they're playing his clips on Russian television. Can you, I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And these people who think they're patriots, right? That's what I keep saying. That's why I say we are the patriots. We're on the right side of history. Decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We're trying to make a more perfect union. E pluribus unum is our rallying cry. We don't leave anybody behind. Even though, you know, no matter what pigment... We're not that dumb. Right? Yes. uh, As Tucker says, too, he's not racist. (laughs) But 
he is he's a propagandist he's a propagandist don't tell me don't tell me the damn you see what happened what time is it? I have to figure this out the stupid audio stopped so we had two breaks right we started around eight Okay, I'll have to wing it. We had we had about two. Let me see, thirty minutes in. I have to call Jeff in a minute. I got you. Hold on. So we'll let me see. See what happens to my life when it un unravels. We'll go from here. No, I'm not there. What the fuck? Hold on, hold on. RDT Daily Everything's Duncan. going off the rails. Why can't I play it from here? Come on, man. Nah. There we go. That's right. I'll have to cut all this out. <laughs> another, uh, another night spent fixing this shit. That'll be cut out too. All right, we'll take it from here. All right, we're back with unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. That, um, all right, I was gonna, let's, let me just stop rambling and let's get Jeff in here. Let's see if I can do that. Jeffrey Vogel from the New York City Labor Chorus. Let's hope I can put him in the, let's see. It's always, it's always a challenge. Okay. Add. Bung. Bing, bong, bong. Bong, bing. All right. Is it, are we working? Is it happening? I got to turn on my video. Yes, that helps. Let's do it. It on now. Let me see. Hold on. I see you, but I didn't. Let me loop you in. Which we're live, by the way. We're going. People are watching. Oh. Okay. But they understand that you know we don't have funding from the Koch brothers. That we have to. This is what we do. Wait. Hold on. Where are you guys seeing it? You can. I'm having a problem. I mean, uh, this is a one-man band, so little button. To find sometimes. Hold on. What the fuck? I see myself. I no, you're fine. You're fine. It's just, it's me. Let me see. Hide others. Okay. Why can't I get you in here? Fucking Ecamm. Why are you. I'm having trouble. Of course. Don't worry, guys. We'll we'll get it. I can't restart. Let me see. Boom. I see you. Oh, here we go. Jeff. Okay, good. We got you. Sorry about that. I don't see you, but that's you okay. You don't? You should see me. Hold on. I just see a little picture. Oh, okay. That's because of that. That's because of that. Now, now we're together. You should probably move up a little or <laughs> just so you don't look so small next to me. 
<laughs> it's okay. You're on the air. Yep. You're on the air right now. So, Jeff, what's going on? How you doing? Um, you, we're talking to Jeffrey Vogel, and as you're the uh, publicist. Oh, Jeff, you just oh, you should have yeah, told Jeff. me. I made your. I made made Jeff. Jeffrey. That's okay, right? <laughs> so yeah so jeff is with the new york city labor chorus and tell me about that tell me about when did you start with the chorus and just a little well, bit of background um me and my wife brenda we were working together at, as respiratory therapists at beth israel hospital and in 19 I, I was pretty active in in my union which is uh, 1199 uh Healthcare Workers mm -hmm. Union, mm -hmm. uh, and so they notified me that uh, that, that this chorus was going to be starting this labor chorus mm. uh, back in nineteen ninety September of nineteen ninety one. Wow! So um, me and my wife both went to the the first rehearsal. Oh wow! You've been with it that long. Yeah. Wow! From the beginning, that's great. Very very beginning. Yeah. So uh, we, we the first rehearsal, the early rehearsals were in the uh, union headquarters of the uh, American Federation of Musicians, mm. and I believe Pete Seeger came to our oh. first rehearsal, wow. our first few rehearsals actually. That's great. He was he was instrumental in the founding of our chorus, and um, he, he he led us to our first uh, director. Jeffrey Fairweather, who was uh, from Jamaica. So, yeah, so we've been there from the very beginning. And uh, and so I know that you have, uh, you commemorate, You, I mean, what do you do with the labor course? You have different, um, you haven't really been re getting together since the pandemic, but you're, you're starting rehearsals again, right? Well, it was, we were... Um, 18 months on Zoom rehearsal, mm -hmm. which was pretty difficult, but kept us together and uh, we had about 50, 50 people coming onto the Zoom and uh, so that and then so then when things when the pandemic started to recede we started to rehearse in person again mm. pre briefly now we're back to Zoom and hoping um, maybe sometime in February we can uh, resume in-person rehearsal again but you know you have to be vaccinated uh, yeah, yeah, and we, we're wearing masks mm -hmm. at rehearsal. Um, and you're just, recruiting. Oh, you're always recruiting, right? How do you get involved? I, I'm going to play some of your stuff, but we'll just... yes, we are. We are. We're, we've got all. We're basically now a chorus of. We used to be all working people. Now basically, we're all retirees, mm. and we need an infusion of young, young, uh, young people. Right. Young voices, um, but uh, yes, we 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 have a very committed group because during this pandemic, our normal our you know we, we usually have a um, raise money by by uh, some of our some of our singing that we do and we have a big fundraising concert that we do every couple of years that we had we had to postpone that so our mm. members mm. our, our members have stepped up. And so we've been able to continue to pay our our, our choral director, mm. our wonderful choral director, Jana Ballard, and our wonderful keyboard player, Dennis right. Nelson. 
So you have professionals, and hey, I'm just trying to find the video, but uh, I might have to play it off of YouTube because, but I have, let me see, let me just play something so people will know what we're talking about. Hold on. What we're singing about. Yes. <laughs> this is the Hallelujah Chorus. Okay. Our, our version of the Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. That you wrote the lyrics for, rewrote. Which we call Life on Earth So Amazing, Hallelujah. <laughs> I got it from you. Really? <laughs> I, I pointed it out earlier to okay. everybody. <laughs> Looks good on you, by the way. Oh, thank you. I usually don't wear red because I'm already red <laughs> and white. I'm just red and white. And we're all pretty blue. <laughs> totally. Yeah, for more than one reason. All right. Should I keep talking or should no, I No, you can keep talking. Hold on. Let me just, I'll lower this. We can have it in the background. I, don't, I, I can't hear it. Oh, okay. We have, yeah, yeah. You can go. Keep, um, I mean, I really am interested in the other activism work you do, like the um, Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire Memorial. And that, to me, is very important to keep to let people know the history. It's very sad that people don't know the history that people died for the weekend and whatnot. So you do that every year, right? You yes, but I mean, under normal circumstances, we, uh, at, uh, in March of uh, every year, uh, New York City actually puts, uh, has a very lovely memorial to the, to the 150 mm -hmm. Also, women who, who perished uh, back in uh, 1911, mm -hmm. that disastrous fire caused, and, and their deaths were caused because their, their boss right. had locked, locked the door so they couldn't uh, get out. And right, so, right. Um, there were other, and there were other violations, like um, stuff was piled places it shouldn't be. I mean, just complete, it was just greed completely these women were and also um there were doors that and the fire escape that's what happened too because uh, i was reading up on it the fire escape failed because they never maintained it it was every it was just ramshackle and all they did was pour money into their own pockets and the women were were nothing and it's you know it's uh, evident but yeah, yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> so we we so the city has a puts on a very dramatic um, memorial uh, every year uh, at at the site of the fire. Mm. The building is now part of N N NYU. Uh, so what uh, what do they do? Uh, uh, you say it's a it, every year they have a memorial or a vigil or something. What do they do? They commemorate it, right? The fire department uh, has an important role because back uh, at and when the, this fire took place, their, their ladders wouldn't wouldn't reach mm, mm -hmm. women. So they read, they read the names of all the women who perished. Right. Uh, wow. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's actually, and then they, 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 we we sing and they have speakers and uh, it's 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 uh, and they have school children attending. Mm, mm -hmm. It's really uh, when I have to. I mean, I'm a I'm a crier, like I told you, but I have to say when I was 
first watching the your chorus video is it, it brought a tear to my I'm thinking about it now just the lyrics and and the spirit are really uh, what's missing I believe I you're um, the background on the chorus 25 years of singing singing songs of labor civil rights women's rights songs to fight the horrors of war nuclear war drone war all war singing to save mother earth hold on we'll be right back with jeffrey vogel new york city labor chorus i called you jeffrey again sorry okay so. <laughs> so we're back with jeff vogel from the new york city labor chorus talking about i mean this is another way if you're in new york if you're in the tri-state area to this is a way to do some activism and also reduce stress too I'm some people want you know they they go to the picket lines this is another way to to uh, express the your frustration the activism and to get the word out um, I mean I would do it I guess if I had time <laughs> I know you're trying to recruit me but maybe 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 one day but I'm old I'm not a young person I may look young and act it but I'm not like I'm not you, young and fresh. <laughs> you, you'd bring down the average age of our chorus uh, considerably. <laughs> well, a lot of people, you know, this is part of the problem, too. We don't, people have no time. And that's because we, there's this new um, paradigm. Well, I guess it's not that new of, of working your your main job and then you have your side job you have your side hustle i mean this is like who wants to live like that and they're even advertising about it. i just saw we were talking about it on the show last time we i saw an ad for uber for for uber drivers and there the ad goes oh my my son needed wrestling shoes and i'll be right back and he then he goes out and he drives uber comes back and he's like this is great i could do my main job and then i can do this in my part time in my spare time this is what you want to do in your spare time you know you want to do another job in your spare time why doesn't your main job pay enough it's people are whoop and this is what we're we it's being conditioned and and our history is really being um erased especially labor history I would be shocked if I if I saw a school with a, a labor labor course, frankly, especially a, say a high school or something, right? Yes, very uh, very. We, the labor history is largely unknown by. by mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I mean, the the um, Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire was a, a real, the birth of the New Deal. That's what Frank and Frank Francis Perkins. Why can't I talk? I don't know. Sometimes words get stuck. But Francis Perkins was a who was the first female cabinet secretary. She was FDR's um, cabinet secretary. I'm not, I can't remember right now off off the top of my head what role. I think she was somebody that FDR sent to the UK before when before he was president he she sent he sent her to the uk um to study their social safety net because he the new deal had a basically had a trial run here in new york before fdr took it nationally 
And uh, that's because uh, the <laughs> Francis Perkins was a witness of the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, and it was um, it was an outrage to to people that uh, they that um, Clara Lemlich, one of the workers who worked in the garment union she, uh, before the union, of course, she stirred the workers to um, have an uprising, a general strike, and things did change. But the, the, but the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire was, so the, the, um, the uprising of the 20,000 came before the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, and the, that factory was the only factory didn't, that didn't adopt some new safety rules after the uprising of the 20,000. And that's why, I mean, on top of it, people were outraged already. And then, in fact, I read some, a statistic that one in 10 uh, p people who lived in New York City at that time knew people if, that had died in the fire. So it was sort of like our, their 9-11, their to where it changed things, it changed the paradigm. But unfortunately, we're, uh, you know, we're making all the grounds that we, that we made, all the, all the uh, you know, moves forward, we really have taken a few steps back. And so let me ask you, Jeff, when you're out there, and you're you're singing and and do what do what is the reaction you get from people who maybe maybe don't even know about the labor chorus? Well, I, I guess for the most most of our performances are you know for people who who are already uh, right right right. So, so you're singing to the no the choir singing to the choir. Which we we need to we need to expand our uh, our our outreach. Right. Uh, sure. And I and hopefully maybe this is one way to do it. All yeah. All, I all hope. This, although is this the choir the preaching to the choir here as no. well? No. Well, we are. We're preaching to the normal people. But I think that people are looking for ways to uh, to do activism. Frankly, I think this is a great way because you're also. You're educating people. Um, I had your list of songs somewhere, and it's not just about labor. I mean, like it says on uh, this the sheet about um, talking about the um, a quarter of a century of battling injustice with song, and uh, there's songs about women's history and um, just activism in general. <laughs> singing speaking up for the underdog and we don't have enough of that that's for sure when i think about what we're what our chorus is you know represents it's really the voice of working people singing mm -hmm. for a, a a world of uh, of peace and justice mm -hmm. we can live, live a decent lives in, in harmony but that's really mm -hmm. And our, our, our repertoire reflects that. We have a very varied repertoire. And uh, if people go to our uh, website. Yes, I have your link in the description. But So how does somebody apply, let's say? They want, well, yeah. Well, normally we have auditions uh, once or twice a year. 
and I and, and I expect that we will reopen for auditions uh, once once mm-hmm. they, once things get more back to normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, if they go to the website, there'll be a um, announcement uh, uh, on on the website about it, and there's also a phone number to call for inf- for information on the website. That's great. That's great. The thing is, I was because um, you had told me to go that the triangle. Um, Shirtwaist Factory Fire Memorial was really close to where we live. I mean, Jeff, I met Jeff in um, in the neighborhood here in the parking. We live in the same uh, building complex. Just coincidentally, started talking and. Well, it wasn't coincidentally. You were charging your Prius, and I and oh, I. Oh right, right, <laughs> right. That's true. And you were asking about it, right? That's how it happened. And then you were like, "What's all this cat crap here?" Because I had just come, oh, I had my little Tara Jr. Jr. with me. That's right. We came from the vet. But also my cat is just like a cat mobile, has food for the community cats. That's basically why I have a car. <laughs> I don't really need it other than to get to the community cats. But you were telling me I didn't need, I didn't know because I ride my bike everywhere. But I had and I had no idea about the 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 memorial in um, Mount Zion cemetery am i correct right that's right yes there's a memorial to the triangle shirtwaist uh, victims right. and, and jewish the jewish cemetery mm-hmm. in the neighborhood yeah mm-hmm. and the thing but the thing that i didn't go see it personally but then i as i was doing research i came across something about that memorial somebody's trying to trying to renovate it it's it's losing its the the names are being washed off of it which is so sad and it's also it's really also emblematic it's it's they've been erased in many people's consciousness as it is and now the memorial is kind of melting away which is heartbreaking so, so um, I saw I saw something, and someone. I wonder if they restored it. This was. I'll I'll take a ride when, when the snow clears, because <laughs> I want to go there. I do, but I know when I go there, I will probably start weeping. I mean, this is what I do in my spare time. I I go around weeping in front of. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, I went to the. I rode my bike to FDR to the Four Freedoms Park. One day, and I'm standing there just crying, reading the inscription, you know, because it's, I cry for the country, really. I feel that uh, we have so much work to do, it's, and people are so divided, so stupidly, um, along racial lines, but it's the working class. And how, so you've been a, uh, an activist for a while. Um, is this, how did you, did you look for the New York City Labor Chorus? I was raised, my, my, my parents were, uh, they raised me on the music of um, uh, Paul Rose mm-hmm. and, and Pete Seeger. It's okay, you can wrap it. Hold on, we'll be right back with Jeffrey Vogel from the New York City Labor Chorus. All right, we're back with Jeff Vogel, New York City Labor Chorus. What were you As saying? I was saying, yeah, I was raised on, on the, the music of, of Pete Seeger and, and Paul Robeson. And uh, I, I don't know how many people in your audience are familiar with, with 
both of those names. Mm-hmm. Are. Yeah, I'm sure they are. Yeah. <laughs> so many people have never heard of Paul Right. Right. Yes. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so so when this when the singing opportunity came up, that was that related to their the, the singing that they did. Mm. I, I jumped at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it sounds like a healthy way to, frankly, to, I don't know, deal with what's going on. And I mean, cause singing, that's, it's, it's such a human thing to connect and to express yourself like that and to sing for peace, justice, uh, everything, supposedly the American way is, is in, is beautiful, really. Those, these uh, Pete Seeger, Paul Robeson devoted their you know their careers to singing for mm. for, for peace and justice, and that that's uh, mm-hmm. they provide our chorus tremendous inspiration, and, and we, we got we had the privilege of singing and the privilege and honor of singing at Pete Seeger's 90th birthday. Oh wow! At, at Madison Square Garden. And we sang for Paul, what would have been Paul Robeson's hundredth um, birthday oh, wow. at Carnegie Hall. Uh, mm-hmm. so those are two of the highlights of our uh, of our of our uh, thirty years of singing. That's incredible. And you, I mean, I have to say, I was I'm ashamed to say that uh, I wasn't as familiar with Paul Robeson as I should be. And when you mentioned it, I, I did a did a kind of dive on on it and. It's he's an incredible man, was an incredible man, but and also to live in that time, in his, with darker pigment and to be so such a Renaissance man and, and so just so uh, oppressed in certain places. It's crazy, really, living in the well, Jim Crow and whatnot. So and then being branded a you know uh huh right. Arthur Perry being branded a communist and and, and all that, all that he suffered as a result right. of yeah and ha- I mean, and and such contributions to American culture and and just poli- politics in general also being kind of whitewashed or erased slowly from history I, I like I said I was not familiar when I started when you told me and I started looking into it and I was like of course. I heard of him, but I wasn't, I didn't know. And I'm somebody, right, who should know. We should, I, I'm somebody who is, um, you know, interested in this stuff. So if I don't know, God, I'm sure right. a lot of people don't. How <laughs> I many other people don't know? Exactly. exactly, exactly. So let me, let's see. I have another, let's play this other, if I can find it. Mm. Let's see. I like this one. This is from the Clara Lemlitcher Lords. So you, your audience can hear this now? Yes. Because you, yeah, it's okay. That's good. I mean, that's some. This is what made me cry. (laughs) I'm sure I would have been like that if I was there, like, no. 
course. So this is that, um, this is uh, the labor anthem, Solidarity Forever. Yes. But this is it's called Rocking Solidarity Forever. Pete, Pete Seeger introduced us to this new version. Oh, wow. And that's our soloist, uh, the wonderful soloist, Denise Jones, singing there. And She's great. The Clara Lemlich Award, Awards. That, that's a yearly mm -hmm. event at the, uh, city of, uh, the Museum of the City of New oh, York. Oh, really? And we sing at that every year. That, oh, that's, that's great. A, it honors uh, senior women who have devoted years of activism. Right. Social justice. And that's how we keep Clara's name alive, because she she was really a badass bitch, really. You know, didn't take no for an answer, and knew that she that this country could be better, and demanded it for everybody. So indeed. yes, indeed. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Jeffrey or Jeff, whatever you call yourself these days. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're calling yourself no I'm only kidding thank you for for everything for um, for appearing on the show and talking about the New York City Labor Corps it, it, I, I needed it really because I'm always I'm kind of stressed so this makes me feel better it does well, thank you uh, so much Tara for having me on and I do hope uh, some of your listeners will uh, will come in and maybe sing with us yeah or they can, if they go to our uh, website, they can purchase uh, uh, some CDs. Yep. And and support us that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about the shirts? Do you have shirts on your website? No, uh, it's okay. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I don't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, by the way, our chorus has done some uh, work uh, internationally. You know, we we, we went right. We sang in. Uh, in Sweden, in Canada, and Wales. Oh, wow. That's great. So if you join the chorus, you could go around the world, maybe. With... Sang in Cuba in 2011. Oh, why don't you take me to Ireland and leave me there? It's <laughs> <laughs> the last trip we took just before the pandemic was in, uh, we went to sing in, in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Well, so, uh, there is hope because people are are still out there and uh, fighting for the right on the right side of history. Thank you so much, Jeff. All right, Tara. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. See you in the hood. <laughs> you got it. Bye bye. <laughs>
sing in Cuba. <laughs> if they go to Ireland, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be hard not coming back. Yes, that's right. And it's just, I, w- I can't wait to be able to go and see the New York City Labor Corps in person. Feel that, that just the vibration of, of human connection fighting for for the American way the American dream alright we'll be right back with Tara Buster unapologetic liberal talk that's right alright this is Tara Devlin yeah so you know what um, for those who aren't it's very yeah I don't know I don't, I'm not a good interviewer I'll, I'll try I try I get um, kind of, I, I, you know how it is. You've seen it. Uh, I just don't know sometimes what to say. <laughs> but I hope it was really we got the we got the the point across. I would really, I would, but I I will. I know for a fact I'm gonna I will go see the New York City Labor Chorus in person sometime next time they play. Because I need that. It is good for your mental health, too. Just get out there and sing. Sing about truth, justice, the American way, peace, leaving no one behind. When you think of that, well, I don't know about you, when I say those words, just saying those words makes me feel better. Because we're, we're I mean, that's a whole other thing. We're all connected. We know that. I can talk to you about that. And I want to thank you, River, for your very, very generous super chat. Thank you so much, River. And thank you, JLZJ, for your amazing super chat. Thanks, Tara. I cry a lot more lately because of all the sacrifice for this country. The other beauty, the utter beauty of that. Tears are hope. Yeah. The tears show us we're, we're alive. You know, when I get really down which happens approximately every 20 minutes for the last 50 years i i uh, i think about the the people that we talk about here on the show the people like those young men lying in calvary cemetery right now who gave their lives fighting fascism and i think what do i have to complain about they would they want they would love the, the luxury of a bad day, those young men. So we owe it to them to honor their sacrifice and make this world a better place for all. And it is possible, and I have no doubt. I know you guys know. Sometimes I can see the future. It's true. I wish I could see the lottery numbers, but I can feel in my bones that... One day, people, I don't, I'm not sure about America yet, but people will understand that race is a construct used to divide the working people of this earth, and there are more of us. You see what they do? You, we, re, we just read the article, the history article about the 1600s. That's why the Republicans are against teaching anything about our actual history. Teaching that we are, uh, we were founded in as a slave. See, this is the thing: we were found. That's what they don't want us to get to the bottom of. If you 
go and explore the 1619 project and you read about the the first enslaved people that came here and you 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 will inevitably find out <laughs> that they created this uh this divide legally to keep the the indentured servants and the enslaved people from getting together and demanding demanding a, a a civilization that works for all that's all that's all they wanted that's all we want and we are we're going backwards but but that's a a response to how far we've come you see and it's also goes to show us yet again that there's no there is no final victory there is no final defeat as that famous quote goes you fight the same battles again and again it's really true just like uh, for example you know i talk about being in recovery just it's like that you every day you gotta make a commitment and determine are are yeah are you gonna Take it a day at a time. You know what I mean? Are you going to remain on the right side of of history? <laughs> so that's why the Republicans are going after uh, and passing these laws, um, which is they should really be embarrassed. That's the other thing. How f- how fragile? How aren't you embarrassed, white people? Aren't you embarrassed to be so fragile? These are the freedom guys, right? They love freedom. Freedom to to be. They really want freedom to be an, to be an a-hole. To be I mean, it used to be political correctness. It was it was they were tedious enough about that. Cuz all all political correctness is is being a decent person. That's it. Like when Jeffrey, well, see, I like when Jeff said, "Please call me Jeff." I try to call him Jeff. I may fail at that because for some reason I have Jeffrey stuff stuck in my mind. It's probably because Jeffrey Giraffe, who's on the chat. I blame, I blame you. I don't think Jeffrey's there now, but he's always there. Some in my mind. That's what I blame. But you know what I'm saying? If somebody wants to say, please call me this, please call me that. Okay, whatever. What skin off your ass is it? You're just trying to share this blip of time with other people. And what a better world it would be. It's so unreal to me. How, how, um, how much Stockholm Syndrome is uh, in the American psyche. It's a testament to how the billionaires, how their millionaire uh, mouthpieces on the billionaire media are, have, have been successful. Now, I got to tell you, yesterday, I don't know if you saw on, uh, you know, I always critique the corporate media, but on MSNBC, the, for the first time, I saw a segment, uh, and it was in the, I think it was the beat with Ari Melber, where he... He criticized President Biden and Obama, President Obama, for for their both sides ism concerning the media. So if Joe Biden did it 
in one of his recent press conferences. They, oh, I think it was the, the, that long press conference he gave, or one of them, whatever. He said that uh, some people, you know, we have silos of information. This is correct. Some people are watching Fox, and they get their point of view. Others are watching MSNBC, and they get that point of view. As if it's the same. And, of course, MSNBC, they don't have to defend themselves. But if they make a mistake, there's a correction, at least. Not on Fox News. They are deliberately misinforming people. And we have the tapes to prove it. There is nowhere, nowhere in um, the whatever they were saying on MSNBC. There's nothing, there's nothing um, untruthful about it. And if they make a mistake and say something that's not quite correct, like I said, there's a correction. You never have that on Fox News because it's not news. It's propaganda. Like uh, on Ari Melber's show, he brought up the, um, the Business Insider article that I cite. I've been citing this article for years because it was back in, I think it was 2010. Let me look this up. Business. Um, people... Who watch Fox News are less informed. This came out, this is a study they did. Yeah, oh, it was in 2012. So it was 10 years ago. Study. And I cite this article because nothing has changed. In fact, it's worse. Media outlets such as Fox and MSNBC have a negative impact on people's current events knowledge so this is what the study says while npr and sunday morning political talk shows are the most informative researchers asked 100 uh, i think 1185 random people nationwide on average people um whatever let's get to the bottom they found that someone who watched only fox news were they they were expected to answer something one uh whatever come on come on get to the bottom hold on i'll show you what i'm looking at so you can with me fumble around with me the most popular media national uh fox cnn msnbc were the least informative even though i don't know You just get the headline. You see what I'm saying? Study Fox. Watching Fox News makes you less informed than watching no news at all. And they referenced that on Ari Melba's show. And um, there's other studies, of course, that Fox News victims are misinformed about. Pick a pick an issue. If it's if it benefits the working class, they, they're misinformed about it. That's what's so frustrating. Not only living with all these racists, it's, it's the stupidity. Of course, that's connected. And the eager um, dupes, they want to be peons, really. They're begging. They're begging for a trickle. This is Tara Devlin unapologetic liberal talk so yeah um begging for a trickle and this is what i find when i go online with these conservatives or whatever and just and they just annoy me 
And sometimes the stupidity, I feel, cannot be left to stand like a stench. You got to clean it up. And it's really a reflection of the um, of the corporate media and so the study says msnbc people are they're not misinformed to the degree of i mean and they're not this was 10 years ago frankly um what are what are they misinforming about a poll that's all they do is they talk about polls and they interview trump let's check in what are the trump up to and when I remember during the election, they interviewed a woman, she just randomly sitting in a diner. And she was like, well, it was during the primaries, the Democratic primary. She's like, I'm voting for Bernie because I noticed that you guys are really hammering him. And it means to me that it's really it's really unfair and annoying. So he must be doing something Right. I, I'm, that's paraphrasing it. But she said she was voting for Bernie because of the of the absolute incessant and nonstop bias against him. And you, you notice that now Bernie's good. Right. He's um, he's being interviewed. He's good. But during the primaries, my God, I couldn't take it. It was so it was relentless. And here's the thing. We know it here, and that's why I say, yeah, please become a patron and blah, 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 so we could keep this going and growing more. I mean, I'd really like to keep it. I'd like to get it growing. God damn it. That's what she said. Yeah. But this is, this is what we're up against. We are, we connect the dots. And there's not, there's not a, there's never a shortage of, of topics. The corporate media, you see, if we were a functioning democratic republic, the media would look so much different. And the American people would not be so, not only divided and conquered, but misinformed. For example, from, this is from CNBC, Emmy Martin and uh, you knew this already. The definition of middle class varies widely depending on who you ask. Now, let me tell you, the middle class went below 50% of the population for the first time in, in decades before the New Deal. Um, for the first time during Twitler's administration. We referenced it here. We talked about it on the show. Why, uh, why wasn't it on the ticker tape? at Times Square or any of the corporate media channels, wouldn't you think if we wanted a function, if they wanted a functioning democracy, that that would be the top of the top of mind, sort of like Fox News, for example, when that study came out, watching Fox News makes people less informed. Nobody got fired at Fox News. Those same misinformationists are still there. And, and worse, Tucker, Tuckio Rose is still there. The, the stupidest man in media, Sean Hannity, is still there. In fact, it's worse because he had, a, for a time there, not only he's a traitor, he had a direct line to the traitor-in-chief. Could you believe that? 
every night, apparently, um, the uh, orange baboon would call the stupidest man in television, and they would what? Come? Would they think? What do you think they were talking about? Were they talking about the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, the eight-hour work day, Clara Lemlich, Lich, or Lip? I don't know. Were they talking about the fact that the middle class is below 50% of the population? No. What do you think they were talking about? How's my polls? How's my poll? My poll's up, my poll's down. You know what you should do, sir? Sir, you th- just say, uh, say, um, white people are being abused somehow. Tell them that, um, all lives matter. And make sure you put on a heavy dose of they're coming for you. Because that's all they did. These bastards, you are disgusting. But you don't have to fall for it, right, wingers? That's what makes me so sick about you. You're sick. And you're making the country sick with your tyranny of the minority. But you don't have to fall for the same old scam constantly. You can't have a democracy and a middle class at the same time. I mean, and uh, yeah, that's right. And a and a middle class lower than fifty percent of the population. That's impossible. It used to be kind of well known. Like Justice Lewis Brandeis said, we can we have to make a choice: democracy or concentrated wealth, because we can't have both. And now we have the most concentrated wealth of all of our Western goddamn so-called democracy partners. We, that's, that's an embarrassment. And this is what Joe Biden should be doing when he goes out there or telling the people. The American middle class is, uh, hang it, it's not even a middle class. It's less than 50% of the population. What the hell is that? And... According to CNBC, that socialist reg, um, a new survey by Northwestern Mutual found that 70% of the American people consider themselves middle class. Now, these are older statistics, but however, a 2015 report shows that the middle class has been shrinking over the past decades and now make up only 50% of the total population. And it's worse. We, we went worse. We got worse. We went down. And I think it even went down further. I have, let me not look that up right now. So one reason for this discrepancy might be the fact that wages have been largely flat while costs have gone up. So in so many places and making, even making people with six figure incomes feel like they're struggling to get by. Of the survey, participants who labeled themselves middle class, 50% earn between 50,000 and 120,000 annually. Although these Americans consider themselves in the middle, they actually qualify, um, Wait, wait, wait. Consider yourself in the middle. The actual dollar amounts needed to qualify in middle class are slightly lower. It is adults who earn a household income of $55,000. That means singles making between $24,000 and 
thousand are actually middle class. Single, let's get to the bottom here. According to the survey, most of the movement into the middle class has been upward. A fully 83% of the participants say they are middle class, um, but uh, whatever, didn't say they were middle class five years ago. Only 57% of single men and 59% of single women label them such. But the, the here's the thing. The point is they think they're middle class. People think they're middle class and they're not. If you go to Appalachia, Appalachia and you interview someone living like uh, the UN inspectors said uh, in third world conditions, they'd probably say they're middle class. People living paycheck to paycheck think they're middle class. That's not middle class. That's how, right, Winston Smith, that's what I call it too. Heck, I can't even call it misinformation. That sounds like a mistake. Fox is malinformation. Absolutely. It's malicious and it's wrong. They're, they're spreading bullshit. So here's the, the, the uh, overarching frame that these Republicans come at me with when I'm talking about a country that works for all. They, they go to, oh, you're jealous. Okay. This is, I, I mean, come on. It, they're the right wing billionaire propaganda has been so effective. You're jealous. If you had a better life, why don't you just work harder and stop being so jealous? This is what they say. Uh, we're jealous. No, honey, we want a democracy, not an autocracy, not a kleptocracy. And, uh, and many people died for it. So we have an obligation to make sure it comes to fruition. Thank you, Jeff Vogel, for hanging out. New York City Labor Chorus, we will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. I was running out of time there. The time is off today. Whatever. All right, guys, we're back. This is Tara Devlin. Now I don't have to... Now I can just relax a little. Because we have another 35 minutes without any music cues. And I'll probably go a little long. Because... Um, I don't know. I don't know how much much I messed up that the queue so yes yes um yeah msnbc is not perfect but um, according to this study it said the people who watched the daily show with john stewart answered questions correctly as opposed to people who watch fox news
oligarchy while keeping the trappings of democracy, just like in other autocratic states that fall to autocracy. That's what Hitler did. Everything went by the book, by the vote, until it didn't. But I, I do believe that if the Republicans are successful, that we will go through the motions of voting. And um, that's all it'll be. It'll, they'll, they'll leave us that. We'll have to, it'll be a pantomime. We'll line up. We'll say, bing bong, I want to vote bing bong for you. There'll be campaign finance. There'll be ads because the corporate media needs that buku bucks churning. The whole system is corrupt from top to bottom for greed. Greed. Greed is the only American value. That's another thing that I wish Joe Biden would start saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, he could put it in a nice way. Yeah, I don't... Um, our, our national motto is e pluribus unum. Not I got mine. Sucks to be you. It's out of many one. That's how you have a democratic republic. And yeah, we are a multiracial democracy. And they can't stand that. And it's fascinating watching... The right-wingers, of course, they have no memory of... They have nothing. They, they're they like goldfish that turn around in the bowl, and next thing, it's uh, whatever Trump tells you to do. It's so... I mean, don't you have any dignity, Republican? I was speaking of dignity. What are you doing, Junior? On camera? No. On camera? It's all right. He's a cat. What are you going to do? But it's, it's funny watching them flip out that Joe Biden said he's going to appoint a woman with darker pigment on the court. As if, see, the way that they're framing it is as if they're like, whoa, he's being a racist. He's a racist. Why don't you just get the best person? Like who? Like Amy Coney, a Amy COVID Barrett? Sorry for screaming. Uh -huh. That's the best? No, you should. You know what happened? They knew. Um, they sh this is what I, I just heard on the court, on MSNBC, actually. Some one, I don't remember. It was on the background. But they were saying that when they were picking Supreme, when Trump was picking his, uh, flunkies to sit on the court th that Amy COVID Barrett was in the first round. I remember him when he got to pick the first Supreme Court justice despite receiving fewer votes and um, they suggested Amy COVID Barrett and, and Trump said I'm saving her for Ruth Bader Ginsburg aren't they disgusting so when Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies, we need her on there. We're going to replace her with some uh, a, a fembot, somebody that looks like a woman, but acts like a handmaid. And they wanted to, just want to exchange her. It's a woman and a woman overall, right? Like that's why they were saying, as far as the Supreme Court. Uh, Candace Owens. 
So now the Republicans are are crying, and they're saying that um, why doesn't Joe Biden uh, stop playing the race card and pick the most qualified person when, of course, then they cue the tape of Trump saying, "I'm picking a woman," I am pick, and Reagan saying it, and on and on and on. It doesn't matter, you know. It's like a, it is really a memory hole from the cult, and they have no they have no dignity, they have no integrity to look at themselves because they know that people are dumb and all they want to do is say the n word. They don't think they're free unless they can say the n word, and, and they have successfully divided us into camps, and you know. We give the Democrats plenty of uh, grief, too. Uh, That was a bipartisan initiative, dividing us into camps where we get different information. Well, Fox News is now completely uh, fascist propaganda. It is. And other people get news. They might, they'll get some news, you know, in between the polls, but if you want to look it up, go online. There are th- there are legitimate newspapers that have journalistic standards, not like Fox. There are standards and practices that Fox doesn't abide by because that, that news is not in their business model. So it's really disappointing when Joe Biden tries to compare them both. So we're both getting different information well one is either they're both full of crap or one is so which is the truth is it that uh the COVID 19 vaccine is dangerous is that it Uh, is it assault on our freedom is it i mean all of the lies what else was the election stolen no these people are actively spreading anti-democratic, divisive lies meant to not just exploit the fissures of disunity, but blow them apart. Standards, my God. I mean, you look. Let's see. Here's one. Some COVID-19 falsehoods. Let's see. I'll show you what I'm looking at. Thousands of deaths have been reported in the vaccine adverse event reporting system. I mean, these are all lies. Lies. Absolute lies. The actual number isn't clear. This is, I mean, and the way he phrases everything like a question i'm just asking as a journalist the actual number is almost certainly higher than that really where'd you get that not only did you you pull the first stat out of your ass you backed it up with some more right out of your ass and amid covid decline fauci warns of a new spike You never hear Fauci talk like that. 
or D3 about ivermectin because they haven't given any emergency use of authorization. Oh, whatever. This is um, Ingram. So somebody knows him told me, and I'm be and I'd be interested in getting your take on it. That getting COVID emasculated him. It changed him. It feminized him. It made him weak weakened him as a man can you this is a this is on tucker carlson's show what well this is from his uh his online show but it's on his regular show too it emasculated getting the covid vaccine emasculated him the other thing we know about fascism is its disdain for not just human rights and decency, dignity, democracy, but a disdain for all things female. Females in fascism are, unless you're serving the fascist hierarchy, which is straight acting white men at the top, you are, uh, you're, you're only accepted if you're doing that. If you're um, subservient to that hierarchy. You but you could be a douche like Sarah Palin. You could be an idiot, a moron. They'll put you right up front, like the vice president, like they did to us with her. Putting her uh, a heartbeat away, a seventy eight year old man's heartbeat away from the presidency. That moron. Instead of that moron we got the orange moron. But the whole thing is a con. They're just con artists looking for their grift. And Trump has a great grift. He found a pool of suckers that he's, he can exploit. And the Republicans reveal who they are since, uh, because they don't care. They don't care. Like I said, greed is the only American value. And that's fine. That's fine with Republicans. They don't like American values anyway. They never did. Oh my God. Let's, let's see. Overall, the equation is very unfavorable of vaccination of anyone below age 30. Unless we have a compelling case, no one under age 30 should receive any of these vaccines. These are the doctors, so-called, they're having on. It never stops. The grift never stops. But has, Trump never found a more lucrative grift in his life. He tried. He, tr- he tried the vitamins. He tried the water. The, the non-FDA-approved vitamins. He tried the scam university. The scam charity. The scam shuttle. Uh, man, man, everything he did sucked. And not only that... He uh, he's not an innovator. He has no good or he has no not only good ideas, but new ideas. You talk about ideas. His only idea is. Money, money, money. But uh, food goes in here. Uh, My uh, smaller than average Mario Kart looking penis goes in there and money goes in here in my pockets. That's all. That's all he is. And then he's just a big fat Baboon, and, I, and I'm not fat shaming him. I'm just, uh, he's just, a, I mean, 
big as a whatever. I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> trying. I'm trying. But as my sponsor used to say, trying is dying. America's hollow middle class. This is from Anne Helen Peterson from Vox. The cost of living has risen. Wages have not. How, how long have we been reading articles like this? And, or, and they've, as long as they've been posting them. But we can go back 10 years and read this. The cost of living has risen. Wages have not. Wages have been stagnant for 30 years. Now they're supposedly ticking up a little. But as far as wages in relation to productivity, we know that it's uh, should be the middle. I mean, if you want to be... Uh, you want to be real here the middle uh, what do you call it not middle class the the minimum wage should be $30 an hour it actually it should be around 30 if wages kept up with productivity and it's not because you know we don't have a union movement and maybe it's building again but one of the things on that little twitter spat I was having I, somewhere in there someone said that you know, defending Joe Manchin's uh, not giving a shit about anybody else but himself, he said, well, there's a union rate of 10% in in West Virginia. Now, I didn't look it up, but if that's the case, oh, wow, a whole 10%. Gee. It used to be 35%. That's too low in my opinion, but that's the way it was in the great prosperity. You want to go back? I know they want to go back to um, this mythical perfect land, that utopia that they live in in their minds. And you know what that place looks like? It's a bunch of white so-called straight people, you know, uh, acting, um, well, getting rich being rich, being at the top of the heap, and everybody else doing everything to ensure that they remain in the catbird seat of power. So we were all running around here, men, uh, men with darker pigment, women with darker pigment, women to prop up so-called the so-called top of the food chain. But if you're so great, why do you need so much privilege? Why do you need so much help? Why do you need all of us to work and, and bow down to your supposed superiority? And that's what the Republican, when, you talk, when we were talking about the Joe Biden putting a person of darker pigment on the Supreme Court. Well, that's good. He's putting a woman with darker pigment. He already put a man with darker pigment on the Supreme Court. That was Clarence Thomas. You know, thanks, Joe. He put Clarence Thomas on the Supreme Court. I, I love that. They, they keep talking about how Joe Biden was on the Senate Judiciary Committee, but they, not, they're not, they never do connect the dots. He's the one that basically ignored Anita Hill ignored the corroborating witnesses that wanted to testify and shoved this unqualified token, you know, Uncle Clarence Thomas on the bench. 
So now we have, he's going to put someone of darker pigment, a woman. And that woman, you better believe it, uh, there was a list uh, that I was reading, some of the people, I mean, all of them are oh, completely overly qualified. Are you kidding me? That's the way it has to be, though. When you have darker pigment, you have to be like Paul Robeson, you know? You got to be uh, just uh, up above and beyond what the mediocre white person gets away with. And, uh, for example, well, you know how I feel about Pete Buttigieg, but he's a case in point. Would you ever have a woman of darker pigment uh, being a mayor, going from mayor to thinking they could be the president? That would never, ever, it wouldn't even happen. It wouldn't happen. People would be like, this is ridiculous. She's underqualified. You never, well, you know, she needs more experience. But you, did you ever hear that about Pete Buttigieg? No, because that's the white man's, that's his natural place. All right, Junior. Hold on. Why? Just please, please, please. Look at him. He's waiting. waiting to, uh, he's waiting to pounce. What's going on in the chat room? Less pigment doth not make you superior. In fact, some could argue, Paradu says. Well, it does to them. I, I just love their, their criticizing Joe Biden as picking someone too far left, and he hasn't even picked one yet, right? He hasn't picked anybody yet. It's great. And they're saying, oh, he's a racist. This is what I hear. Um, and it's also what I see when I monitor the conservative boards on Reddit. That they're all, um, they all, they love to call other people racists. Right. So if you're somebody that wants like tonight, when we were talking about what happened in the 1600s, that race is a construct that white little white whiners have been given, um, you know, the, uh, they're not the top of the food chain. But yet here we are and they'll, they'll say you're a racist. They'll talk about they talk about reverse races, which is it's not even a thing. And that's their, and they also think that, um, that normal people call them racists and it's not fair. It's the only thing we have. They just call them, we just say racists. That's it. And they complain about it, that no matter what, they'll call us racists. Well, honey, you don't, no, no, we won't stop being racist. We're trying to help you with that. In fact, and no, it's not critical race theory unless you're going to law school, and I highly doubt it because you can't get out of the goddamn eighth grade, half of you. You have a reading level. Oh, that's another thing. Somebody said on the West Virginia thing, oh, well, West Virginia has a higher lit literacy rate than California and New York, and that might be true. But, and I said, L literacy, first of all, thank you, socialism. What do you think would be happening in West Virginia if there weren't any government schools? If, if kids weren't required to go to government school and learn how to read? Thanks, socialism. Thank you, teachers. 
But just because you, that literacy rate means nothing. It just means you know how to read. Here in New York and in California, we have a lot more people, some of whom don't have, the English is not their first language. So, I mean, the devil's in the details, really. And that's what they do. They take, they cherry pick some stuff. So literacy rates are higher in West Virginia. That doesn't mean anything. That means nothing except that socialism works. And, you know, nobody wants to go to West Virginia. Except for Robin Kincaid. <laughs> I will go there for the for our gathering over the summer. The Hornin. But other than that, I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, they have a higher literacy rate. So what does that mean? That means that West Virginia should, uh, well, Joe Bi- I mean, Joe Manchin is correct in voting f- to make the rich richer. That's, that's the translation. And, and they are eager to please their billionaire masters. It's really pathological and sad watching them uh, do what they can. It's like the indentured servants from the 1600s. They really, uh, they knew. They knew how stupid these white idiots are and how easily they would fall for it. For, for their the, the manipulation and they do not only that their ancestors and I'm sure they don't, their heritage doesn't go back that far in this country but you see what I'm saying the uh, they they fall for the same old tricks because if you got a if you have a, a literacy rate that's high what about your intellectual curiosity rate right no oh no you're burning books. Or, or wanting to, you're calling for books to be banned because you're, you're triggered. And they think that's freedom. Freedom, right? They're free. See, you know all of the what's going on in the school board when all these idiots are coming and screaming and yelling and bringing their guns say i know my baby needs to breathe uh, he he came home he was an opp- he said he's an oppressor and he can't even breathe and you who 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 are they talking about i don't want parents to be triggered or upset uh, the parents should not have to what what parents? You know what they're talking about. They're talking about white privilege. They don't want their little white snowflakes to figure out that race is a construct, that we're in this together. They don't want them to figure that out. They don't want to, them to figure out that we've been oppressed, not only the, the people with darker pigment, the whole effing Swash, swath of us. Is that a word? It is now. Have been oppressed by this fiction that the Republicans are perpetrating. And I don't even care. Now they'll say, well, what about Uncle Tim Scott? Well, they won't, they'll leave out the uncle. And what about, you know, whatever they are, whatever the um, minority du jour 
that they have to uh, as a human shield like that's Candace Owens she's a human shield for Republican bigotry same thing Tim Scott Uncle Tim the one I mean how are you a person of darker pigment in this country and you get and you with a straight face not only are you a Republican you get up there and you and you assure the, the racists that America is not a racist country. It isn't? Then what are you so concerned about? Why are you banning books written by Toni Morrison? You don't want to read anything from the perspective of somebody who's not got the pigment you have? It, it, everything is it's reflected in, like I'm saying, this Joe Biden, the Supreme Court thing that's happening and the and the Republican freak out as I mean it's not even a freak they're just on they're on that level constantly it's tedious but we knew it was coming it's as if really the underlying message is that the only meritocracy is um when white people are at the top see there's no other uh, if all things are equal and everyone is just assessed for who they are uh, on ability naturally white suckers rise to the top that's the message they're saying oh he's being racist why doesn't he just pick the right person that's what they say about trump what trump did yeah oh he picked majority white people well amy coney barrett for example her too she she was um not only she has no integrity she's a horrible person because she took the seat of a, a person of darker pigment that uh obama was trying to put this person on the court and Mitch Moscow Mitch played his dirty tricks and blocked it. And Amy Coney, COVID bitch Barrett, had no problem waltzing in and stealing that seat, helping Mitch Moscow Mitch steal that seat. They have no integrity. They have no honor. And they don't like democracy. You think somebody that's in a cult that uh, calls a, calls herself a handmaid is somebody that likes democracy? That's somebody that needs hierarchy. And she's there as the agent of this hierarchy. And, of course, white men got to be at the top. And they are against everything that, the, that this country is supposed to be. They're against uh, freedom from religion. That's what they want. They're shoving their their sick, twisted version of Christianity down the throats of Americans. And we don't want it. The American people, uh, I don't want to hear this shit. We're a center-right nation. Get the F out of here. We're a center-right nation where that's over 70% believe we should have universal health care. Over 70% want Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan. They, they want to pay $35 for insulin. They, they know it's a crime that 
Americans die on the way to their third uniquely American low-paying job because they are cutting their insulin in half. But Uncle Tim. Nowhere do we need common ground more desperately than in our discussions of race. <laughs> I have experienced the pain of discrimination. Oh, you look I know pained. what it feels like to be pulled over for no reason, to be followed around the store oh, while I'm shopping. I'm sure you do. I remember every morning at the kitchen table, my grandfather would open the newspaper and read it, I thought. But later I realized he had oh. never learned to read it. Oh, really? He just well, wanted because, to set the right example. Because America's also, not a racist nation, you see? America's not a racist nation. His grandfather couldn't read, but America's not a racist nation. They had nothing to do with the school system or the economic system. Your grandfather wanted to set a good example. Did you think maybe your grandfather wanted to actually read the paper? He could have been taught like the illiterate in uh, the in intellectually incurious literate in West Virginia. They don't want to read. They're, they're taking books out of the library. And uh, not to borrow them, they're taking them to the, to the pyre. I, I, I get, it's like, oh my God. What am I, I can't even talk. Because when this kind of crap gets put out there, this, this is, it's propaganda. The twistedness of it. It's completely ass backwards. What are you talking about? My grandfather wanted to pretend to read, to show me a good example, but America is not a racist nation. Oh, you, it's like the cognitive dissonance. Your grandfather, why couldn't he read? If he was smart enough to want to set a good example, I guess he thought that education, reading was of value. Something that he didn't have and was trying to rectify. But I would put my money on it that I think your grandfather would rather, would rather read instead of pretending to read. Oh, here we go. There's a friggin' Russian bot. Baba. So sick of these damn Russian bots. Oh, junior. Experience a different kind of intolerance. Oh. I get called Uncle Tom and the N-word by progressives. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Okay? Uh, yeah, you, Uncle Tom, maybe. Yeah. Bullshit. You've been called the N-word by progressives. I'd like to, I'd really like to challenge that. Prove it. You notice everybody's got a camera these days, but these assholes are getting supposedly getting threat, death threats and getting called the N-word and all this. They never produce any evidence. We have to show you get uh, somebody getting murdered on the street to get a semblance of justice. But these idiots just get taken at their word. The same ones who are spreading the big lie. They're spreading all the lies. They're spreading the big, little, and uh, medium-sized lies and all the lies in between. You get... I mean, when I heard this, when he first gave this speech, I thought, bullshit, I thought, I saw, I thought the same thing. 
prove it. Prove it. That's all you got to say. Eh, I want you to prove it. If Where'd they call you the N-word? This is a senator walking around. You, you think he's just p- walking down the street by himself? And somebody says the N-word? You got some corroborating evidence? You, somebody can back you up? How about a, uh, an, a, an independent witness? If they called you the N-word online, let's see it. Did they send you an email? Did they speak to your staff? Did they put it on your voicemail? Let's hear it. That's what I mean. They're full of it. They're full of this bullshit, and it's all meant to divide. Absolute bullshit. No, I I can't stand this friggin' both sides crap. That's why we're we're being... Be oh, you know that's why democracy's swirling the bowl. This both sides bullshit, and it's meant because you know why? It's meant to salve the very fragile everything of the right wingers. It's always I'm so sick of it. Wait, I want to move him. I know, honey. I know. sitting on the keyboard again the producer he should know better but right am i right in fact i don't know you guys talk about we were talking about tv shows the show 1883 i think i really enjoy it it's up my alley so to speak i love that kind of stuff and it's really epic and the way it's shot it's incredible and I love the story. I love the history. And I also love that the person who made it is trying to be as historically accurate as possible with the costumes and whatnot. But there was a scene where one, there's flashback. And the Union general puts his hand on the Confederate who's crying. What are you, you know, what are you crying about, traitor? All right, guys. This is uh, Tara Devlin. God damn it. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the real liberal media going and growing. If you want, I don't know. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy. We will win. We stick together. We win. Thank Jeff Vogel from the New York City Labor Chorus. This is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. Ba-da-da-da. Something's wrong there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, I fixed that. I don't know. It never stops. But I appreciate you guys for not um, expecting better a better produced show we got we got this guy the producer and then we got this guy <laughs> that reminds me of a story because my father had Alzheimer's I told you guys that it was horrible you know my father's passed away now but he had Alzheimer's for the last 10 years of his life it sucked it got to the point where he didn't recognize his family anymore. And, of course, it's terrible and heartbreaking, but I would go and visit 
have you have to sign them out the residents when you go and you take them somewhere and i would sign and be like okay dad come on so i would take him shopping or he would just you know take him to the pet store and he'd pet the pet the little puppies and whatnot and it was nice and we would sing Judy Garland songs. We would put on Judy at Carnegie Hall because he knew some of these songs from long ago. And uh, so, anyway, when I went there one day and I was I signed him out, <laughs> and he and he goes, they say, "Where are you going, John?" I don't know. I'm going with this guy. That was me. <laughs> so yeah, you just gotta laugh. Oh, you cry. I'm going with this guy, so that's what we say sometimes. Yeah, this guy. Going with this guy. But anyway, whatever. Yeah, in this country, we had to do uh, such, well, what people do. You know, they sell. uh, My parents had to sell their house to my sister and try to prepare for uh, not being cleaned out. That's what happened. People do that because here in the United States of serfs and lords, you either have to be on the balls of your ass or rich. If you're in the in that middle in any way, you're you're being assaulted constantly, financially, spiritually, everything. I mean, really, this country. Honestly, what if I lived in another country? You know it. I would be looking here, looking at this country, like, thank God I don't live there. There's a few countries like that. Like, I look at Afghanistan. <laughs> That's what I say. Oh, man, I'm lucky I wasn't born there. And I feel for those who, who were to have to live. And I think about all of the people... You know, I mean, humanity is so diverse and vast. And these religious fanatics, all they want to do is make us small. When we have so much, so much, so much humanity, you know, we want to sing. We want to write poetry. We want to make love. We want to be in love. We want to, you know, connect Want to be, and it's not just. I mean, that's there's. It's so offensive to me, to tell you that I hate. I mean, I get into trouble. But the fact is, I find burkas and whatnot to be an offense to to not just humanity. Of course, it's offense to humanity. It should be offense to everybody. It is symbolic annihilation, and it pisses me off. That's what they do. In order, you erase somebody. I mean, how disgusting is that? So anyway, well, that's another. That's one of the countries that I say, thank God I wasn't born there. North Korea. That's another one. <clears throat> yeah. And the autocracies, of course. Right? But here... Um, the thing that sucks is that we were we were promised we were promised something we were promised a democratic republic <clears throat> I'm losing my voice why I don't know 
Anyway, I had something else to say, but I forgot it. And I guess I have to go because I have to cut the show now. And I messed up. And so I don't know how bad it's going to be. Ooh, brother. It's always something. Guys, I want to thank you. I hope you had. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed the labor chorus. I wanted to get more. Maybe we'll do this during the week. I'm going to do as many shows as I can because I wanted to talk about. We'll talk about Clara Lemlick and the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. It always goes by so fast, and we'll talk about that. And I do hope that people contact the New York City Labor Chorus and get involved. And if you if you live in another state. If you live out, if you're outside the tri, the New York tri-state area, you can always support the labor chorus and get their CD, which they should digitize. <laughs> you know, like I should take these CDs off the wall. And I've been thinking about it. I got to do that. I got to do it. Video beatdown snack? What do you mean, Paradu? We can. All right, let's do it. What do you want to do? Something that's annoying, of course. Let's see. Am I whispering again? Where did this come from? My whispering. And not talking into the mic. Where the hell did this come from? Hmm. Let's see. What do we got? Oh, remember this? Oh. <laughs> no, you're going to get sick if I show you this. Ugh. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. Wow. The other hurt. side. It's a very the other side. Let's, you know, this is what the Republic. I think the Republicans are doing all they can to continue the power of this unfit con man. What does that say? All I can say is that I hope, I really do hope that the, the normal majority is sick of it. Mark C. on the chat says, I was talking to a friend today in Poland. And she couldn't believe the state of childcare in the U.S. She was aghast to hear the cost of childcare here was about the same as going to college. Isn't that disgusting? Yeah, because here in the United States of serfs and lords, they have the idiots conditioned to think that all the money, if it doesn't flow to the top, then they're... Um, somehow they they get trickled on it's very bizarre and if you can't if you can't find child care affordable child care to go to work you are um you're just lazy and looking for a handout that's you know that's the message of the of the billionaires these idiots are repeating and i wonder keep i say to them keep repeating it Maybe one day a billionaire will trickle on you. They'll trickle all over you. Trickle in your mouth. Trickle on your face. Don't get any trickle in your eyes. 
it stings. They, I have told the, I've been told by other, well, Chris Christie, he was, he was begging for trickles all the time. It was getting all over the place. But how much, how much, you know, how much longer are you going to beg? Another 30 years? Now we're 40 years. I used to say 30. I said I was, it was 30 years 10 years ago. So 40 years of being a useless idiot uh, just because you, f- you want, you're racist and you are afraid. You're just goddamn afraid. And nothing says fr- fear more than um, burning books and, and dictating what people could talk about. Read in school, young people, stuff that's on the curriculum when I was growing up is now too controversial for these snowflakes. Mouse? They're, they, they're banning these pricks? Mouse? Oh, because it had a booby? The mouse. It's a fucking mouse. Um, we have boobies. People have sex. Stop being such a repressed bunch of freaks. It only speaks to your sickness. People aren't obsessed with peepees the way you are. It's it's pathological. Get help for it. God damn it. Right? The peepee patrol. And the problem is... The both side, it really is. It's the media and then the establishment enables the fascism with the both sides bullshit and, and other things, of course. But the whole both sides, they talk about a divided country and then they continue to divide us. Even, just what Joe Biden was saying. And anybody else sick of Republicans saying, I thought you were going to be a unified, you pl- promised you promised to be a unifier, which, you know what? Fuck that. I know it's the end of the show, and I read a comment that there weren't enough curses. <laughs> but really, fuck that. They promised to be a unifier. So we have to unify around fascism. That's what Joe Biden needs to say, yes, I promised to be a unifier, but we're, we're unifying around the working class, we're unifying around rebuilding the middle class, now below 50% of the population. We're not unifying around the old, stale, fascist, kiss-up, kick-down ideas that made greed the only American value. That's what Joe Biden needs to say. Say, I'm sick of greed being the only American value. Enough. That's what you You want to unify? According to Republicans, that means doing everything they want. That's a, that is a Nazi take on things. That's what the Nazis thought. Yeah, that was their version of unity, too. They get all the power. Unreal. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. And, and it really goes down to money and politics. That's greed, yet again. We would have... Our, our assault weapon problem under control. I mean, the other thing that pisses me off is that the, uh, and the way the Democrats don't correct the assholes when they're saying that the Second Amendment, they're talking about we have a Second Amendment. I, I keep hearing this uh, from 
uh, like, for example, they played a bunch of threats that um, people working, you know, volunteers who are volunteering, doing their patriotic duty to help um, a free and fair election. They're getting harassed by the douchebags. And, um, you know, they're, say, they're saying that we have a Second Amendment as... And that is a fallacy. Yeah, there's a Second Amendment, but it's not so you can kill politicians you don't like. I mean, what kind of stupid system would that be? That's not why the founders fought a revolution. They didn't like, okay, let's fight a revolution and make this, um, this liberal democracy birthed in the age of enlightenment from the wisdom of the enlightenment and let's you know what we're gonna do when they don't after they vote if the other people don't like it they could they could kill the other people it's so they're so dumb it's beyond it hurts it hurts it hurts everything and the the democrats never correct them i hope that stops too no, the Second Amendment is not so you can go around killing politicians you don't like, asshole. You don't like a politician? You want to get power? That's called an election, you dumb bastard. It's not uh, the Second Amendment. If you want, you want to play with an assault rifle, go and join the well-regulated militia. National Guard. That's what that is. What? I don't I get it. Right? It's right there. It is right there. Well regulated. Well regulated. What? It's not lightly regulated. I'll take that. We'll uh, hold the salt or whatever. A little sprinkle of salt. It's fucking well regulated. A well regulated militia is not some douchebag. Who wants to play army? But he can't do a, he can't do one push-up because he's he he's a disgusting moron who just shoves anything in his mouth because he's he hates himself and he thinks it's people with darker pigments problem and he doesn't feel like a man so he puts on he stuffs his beer belly into a flak jacket he's just he looks like a douche. Go, go, go work out, run, do a push-up. Maybe they'll accept you, but that's too much of a commitment for them. You see, they want their, everything is, they're lazy. Like the, the, the fascists in Congress and in, uh, in the legislature, they're lazy. They don't want to have to work for their corruption, for their legal bribes. Like, they want to say, filibuster, that's it. I did a filibuster, see you later. They don't want to have to build a coalition and, and do a tag team and get up there and wear diapers and fucking talk like the idiot who tried to block, well, Strom, Strom Thurmond tried to block the Civil Rights Act. Oh, he's a Democrat. He was a Democrat. There was somebody on... Tom Hartman, who called up, there was a Democrat. The same old canards. Well, why don't you eat this shit sandwich that I put on an ice cream cone and I call it chocolate? Take a lick, if you don't mind. Uh, it doesn't matter what things are, just what they're called, right? 
He was a Democrat. The Democrats in the 1860s. Yeah. Now things have changed. I mean, it's a hundred, over 100 years ago, moron. But like I said, take a lick. Take a lick of that, that delicious ice cream I just put in front of you. That my cat made. <laughs> I mean, it's called delicious ice cream. Lick it. You'll love it. That's what they think. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it's called. The Democrats the, were the ones who were racist, and the Republicans freed the slave. Free the, well, they say, you know, free the slave. That's too PC to say enslave people, or it's too much. To, oh, what now? Something else I gotta, I gotta say? Oh my God. Living in this world with them is so hard. Mm, yes, Haiku says, death is too good a fate for Trump. Let him rot on the vine into a prune of a never man. Like every miserable day with his miserable self. No escape. Absolutely. He's a, he hates himself, too. I mean, we hate him, but no one hates him more than himself. He knows what a fraud he is. That's why everything's like, look at me. Pole. Look at the pole. Up in the pole. Down in, that's why he needs his narcissistic supply. That's what that's called. And those idiots are happy to oblige. They're, they have no dignity. They have no integrity. It's amazing. But that's why we have to do more. And it sucks. We have to... Well, anyway. I'm just, I am concerned... I'm sick of the media saying that the Republicans are going to win in the midterms. More will, time will tell. And I told you the other thing, um, the morons, well, oh yeah, on the corporate media, they were saying how, and the Democrats uh, are neck and, the Democrats and Republicans are neck and neck in the polls for the, who controls Congress. But, the Democrats have to overcome a 5% disadvantage due to gerrymandering. So um, maybe we should do something about that. That's democracy, too. It's amazing. Guys, people from other countries watching or listening, it's amazing. We have a system where the people who receive the fewer votes represent fewer people with a dead-ender, fewer-wanted ideology, they're the ones that get power. And then the ones who are in the majority, actually, on the right side of history and decency, dignity, democracy, the ones who are doing things that the people want them to do, representing the people and trying to make the government work for them in spite of the legal bribes. You know, with a bone here and there. We'll get to the legal bribes, hopefully. But those are the ones who are have to be like, you know, I think I'm going to get some Republican votes on this one. Who fucking cares? Oh, well, they, they have a slim majority. Does that have anything to do with the gerrymandering, the voter suppression? They, uh, no, they don't. No, they don't. Democrats don't have a slimmer majority because they represent millions more people. 
but that is incidental to the Republicans because they're an anti-democratic death cult. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta go and cut down this goddamn show. Hmm. Oh, wow. Pookie's mom, Irene, says, my grandfather passed away in 2012. His letter of gratitude was signed by President Obama. That's great. That's one for the history books there. You got to pass that on. You got to save that. Yes, Heiko, like nobody's ever seen. Like nobody's ever seen, like nobody's ever seen. I, 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 oh, it's numbing. And they're like, you better get... Tr-. And they're they're all going to jail. Not all, but going to jail for this orange asshole who, with the fake university and the vitamin scam. It's amazing. That's what racism will do, guys. It really is. They don't care. They they can put, um, you know, you could put Sarah Palin up there. They don't care. They any moron will do, and that's the other thing with Sarah Palin. Just back then, we were talking about. I was, you know, whatever. I wasn't doing this show, but we would talk about the the fact that the Republicans picked Sarah Palin is just completely emblematic to their whole uh, disgusting whatever they are, just a cult. And it was Steve Schmidt and that other one, Nicole Wallace. Steve Schmidt was the one who suggested this horrible, disgusting person because he she fit the suit. They needed a female, you know, to, to like seem like you give a shit about the bitches you know, that you're trying to control. And they flew up to where, you know, Alaska to meet the bitch and, uh, the, excuse me, um, the moron. And they, uh, they, they start, they offered her the job because she ticked off different boxes. She was so-called evangelical. She was anti, uh, well, she was anti-life. She was pro death, dead women in alleys. And she and that's another thing Democrats never push back on. I don't get it. Right? You don't like abortion, vote Democratic, because abortion rates go down on the Democratic pot. Okay. But the Republican, I mean, they went up there, they're like, okay, she fits the suit. And then more, less than a month into it, she had a good showing when she was on the debate stage with Joe Biden. Remember, can I call you Joe? Because I'm a fucking grifter. And I want to seem all homesy and shit to the dummies who are going to vote for me while I slit their throats. Ha! <laughs> and a couple of uh, caribou are going to die and a moose is going to be snuffed out for film, for my reality show, just for, for the purposes of showing the dupes that I'm uh, as bloodthirsty and indifferent to anybody else but myself as they are. Offensive. I, if you're decent, if you have a heart, if you care, if you're conscious, if you, um, you know, don't just blindly shove shit in your mouth and swallow it like uh, Twitler does, then you're... you're you're not acceptable. You're, you're a snowflake to them. 
But anyway, they're just, anyway, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. I don't know. Anyway, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, Palin and her co- But that's, well, she has COVID, but that, I think she had it before. She's unvaccinated. I don't know what's happening. I'm not in, uh, I don't care. And unless it's a announcement of something, you know, either way. But yeah, the fact that they picked her and then Steve Schmidt, he, uh, he, he atoned for, he apologized later on for it, but it was his fault. Yeah. Dora, they, his excuse was that they knew that they weren't going to win. That's why they, they went through with it. They should have just kicked her off, kicked her off the ticket. Say, um, we made a mistake and this bitch is not qualified. She was not only un- not qualified for, because she was a moron. She knew nothing, just like Republicans. You know, I could see Russia from my house. They had to give her lessons in, in world history. I know this shit when I was 12. It's just, it's fascinating. If I was living in another country, it would be fascinating. Here, it's infuriating. So they had to give her a le- Why would you put that, well, inflict that on the American people? A moron. Who needed a lesson in world history? In the la- not even world history, just the last 75 years. The history of, you know, um, World War II and NATO. And that's what these people, you ask any of them, throw a rock and randomly give them a, a test, a history test. They'll fail. Megan McCain. Pookie's mom Marie says Megan McCain says Palin should leave politics. She she well, she's not in politics. She's just a she's a troll. They're not in politics. Jim Jordan isn't in politics. T- Uncle Tim Scott isn't in politics. They're just trolls. That's all they do. Troll and and own the libs, which is not patriotic. That's another thing. Come on, Democrats. I hope you're listening to this show. Because, yeah, it's not patriotic. You want to want to uh, trigger the libs? If that's your motivator, you're not a patriot. Okay, that's all. You shut that shit down. Yeah. And then, well, with Palin, um, Steve Schmidt, even I love him. I love his wordsmithing. He's brilliant. But, you know, he's not a moron like them. So it's a shame. That's what happens. Money. He was getting paid. He was getting paid to do a job, so it goes out the window, the integrity. He's like, all right. He knew. They knew she was unfit. And not only that, that she would also, apparently, not that, I mean, she would break down. She just had this, and also, not just um, the mental breakdowns, overwhelming, and then uh, not be able to come out of a corner for days. She was mean well, that's what steve schmidt said and we know that she was mean not a nice person just a mean bitch who thought she was above everybody and didn't have anything to back it up but some bullshit some outside fa- some facade they build and that's that's trump 
That's all of them. That's Jim Jordan pretending he's working for the people. That's all of them. That's Chris Christie going around with a camera yelling at uh, teachers' union retirees, but going on a on a, a jet in the middle of the night to apologize in person to Sheldon Adelson because he said something wrong. He 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 phrased something wrong. He was talking about Israel. It's just God and and they don't care. They don't care. And the corporate media? The corporate media don't care either. The corporate media will just do another poll. On the on the morons. What do you think, moron? Yeah, I think that um no both parties should be should not control. I don't want the election controlled by any party. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do with the with this but the bill that you praise Kristen Cinema for thwarting because she was just doing it bipartisan all right guys that's the end of the show i think i keep saying that i've been saying that for like 50 minutes thank you covert white rabbit for your super chat under the radar i mean right before we stop the show other people can if you want to super chat please do and also if you can become a patron at patreon.com slash tower devil and that helps to keep us going and grow even if it's two dollars a month we need we just need people <laughs> it looks better and that that attracts more people what do i know i've been saying please become a patron it'll be on my headstone all right my friends listen we'll, we'll we will have some more shows we got more to talk about i swear we're going to do something about Clara Lemlich, and I keep promising we'll talk about the uh, corruption or corruptible, who gets power, that one. I want to talk about that, too. I keep teasing it, but other things happen. I don't know. We'll see each other soon, very soon. If you want to connect in between shows, you can join our Discord page and you can always contact me there. And others like Haiku, like who else is there? Like Shadowstar Ace and Mark C. And Mark C just posted another. And we're going to have Mark C on the show soon. That's another thing, Mark C. Because Mark has his, uh, his own thing, which is needed. I think I think we should watch Terrorbuster and then watch Mark's videos about self-help and making yourself want to live in this world. Aradicalu.com. That's Mark C's. Is it dot com? Aradicalu. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And you can make an appointment. Am I right, Marksy? Or am I wrong? I know there's like a 10 minute, not 10 minute, 10 second delay. All right. Guys, 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 guys. We will win. That's right. Because... 
We're on the right side of history. Thank you, Mark C. It is aradicalu.com. I need it. I watch I watch Mark's videos too. Cause they're good. It's good advice. It's good. We got to keep our our hearts and minds and souls. We have to keep up, keep ourselves up and motivated, so we can fight these fascist bastards and we will win it's true we're on the right side of history we're on the right side of decency dignity and democracy thank you guys so much oh my god there's another bot we gotta get rid of thank you so much for hanging out my name is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon.